Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Incredible Friday Fright Show. Welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, where we provide a platform to inform, inspire, and motivate our listeners. Presenting you with amazing guests from entrepreneurs, authors, music artists, poets, and more. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. everyone do the beautiful butterfly show i'm your host bianca fly want to say happy wednesday to you guys out there i hope that you are having a fabulous fabulous um week i hope that you are getting things done being productive meeting those goals and man just all around making it happen this week um if you didn't know the beautiful butterfly radio show is brought to you by vibration radio uh, so that means you're listening to a show that's being broadcast globally. So big shouts out to Vibration Radio for always supporting us and everything that we do. And uh, our good friends in Chicago, as well as the shop owners down in Marrero, Louisiana. Um, they have the best wings and daiquiris that you can find. So if you're ever in Marrero, Louisiana, go by the shop at 6909. West Bank um, Highway, and tell them that your girl B5 sent you, um, and they're going to hook you up, you guys. And so, as well, big shouts out to our friends in Kansas at Ambient Records, you guys. And so, we have a great um, amount of supporters of the show, and we're always excited about that. And so, tonight, you guys, we're going to be bringing you guys a new guest. You guys know how much I love new guests on the show. And so, tonight, we're going to be welcoming Kenya. Um, Aisa, she's going to be coming on, and we're going to be talking about her book, um, Sacred Girls, Spiritual Life Skills for Conscious Young Women. And so I'm excited um, about having her on the show. I'm excited for you guys to hear um, the inside details of this book and what inspired it and all those great things. And so for the folks out there, if you're listening, you may have a question or a comment Feel free to call in. The number is 347-326-9139 is the number. Or, as many of you like to do, send me your questions via inbox 
um, at Bianca Fly on Facebook, and I'll be happy to ask your questions live here on the air this evening, you guys. And so we're not going to delay. We're going to bring our special guest of the hour on here. Kenya, are you there? I am here. Hi. Hi. And, and, and let me know if I pronounced that last name right. I didn't want to mess it up. I was, I was practicing <laughs> a little bit. No, you know what? You're like the only person that has ever pronounced it appropriately. <laughs> so it, it's, it, you know, my husband's family goes by Asa. Even they say okay. it wrong. So the real pronunciation <laughs> is Aisa. So you got Aisa. it. Okay. Okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. Definitely appreciate it. <laughs> we are I'm you know I'm ex- so excited to be talking to you and your can I just say that hearing your intro just made my day. <laughs> it was so full of energy, some good music. I am so ready to talk to you. <laughs> that is fantastic. And so um Kenya for the folks out here this may be their first time um hearing you talk so forth and so tell the little bit of the folks a little bit about yourself well I am a former social worker here in the Bay Area the San Francisco okay. Bay Area mm-hmm. I'm a native mm-hmm. of here um, but if anybody's listening in Chicago that's where my family is from uh, my family's originally <laughs> from Chicago and yeah, and so I've been in social work for about 20 years, and this book was based on a spirituality group or really inspired by a spirituality group that I ran mm-hmm. and created while I was um, working at a residential rehab for young people. And my wow. um, my caseload, my specialty, really my passion mm-hmm. is girls um, that have had a lot of struggles, um, maybe right. post-traumatic disorder, all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And and from there, of course, I went on to being a county social worker. Um, and I did adoptions. I did you know, older kids. I did uh, child abuse investigations. I did all kinds of stuff. Uh, but now I have left that job, blessedly. So now I can really <laughs> focus on doing what I want to do, which is really um, work around uh, girls empowerment. That's really my right. main passion, and that's really what I just want to spend all my time doing. So oh, that is wonderful. And so, what was it? Um, what was it that you believe that drawed you to um, that passion to want to um, reach out to young women, um, especially? Well, I am a woman. I'm a girl. I'm a. Mm-hmm. I, I know. I kind of, I'm a big fan of staying in my lane. I'm right. a big fan of, of really, I don't like to spend a lot of time talking about things that I know nothing about. <laughs> right, right, so, absolutely. You know, as, a, as a woman, that's just always been my interest. And so mm-hmm. the fact that I got this, per, that particular job at that time was really a blessing and I wasn't expecting expecting it at all. I went mm-hmm. to that job. I really wanted to work with troubled kids and I really wanted to work in a residential rehab, but I had right. no idea that I was going to end up working with only adolescent girls. I was going to be their main counselor, their primary counselor and working with adolescent girls in a particular program 
four girls that had been diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder. And so Mm -hmm. that just was kind of a strange blessing and coincidence. And that is really where I do my best work. And I realized, I think, through that work that that was really what it was all about for me. So. Wow. Wow. And so. It just happened. (laughs) Absolutely. And and I think that, you know, and it goes back to what you were saying about not being one of those people who speak on things that, (laughs) you know, you don't don't know anything about. And so, but I think it takes special individuals. Um, And I worked in mental health. Um, specifically um, in schools with kids with behavioral problems, as well as those who were in therapeutic foster homes. Um, And Mm -hmm. so um, I did that for a while, and you and I both know that you you have to have a passion (laughs) for the care of people and the care of just, you know, humanity in itself um, when you're dealing with those realms because so much takes place. Um, and, and so many things factor in. And so do you believe, because I, I feel that sometimes our kids, especially our young ladies, right, are kind of on their own when they go out into this oh, world. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, you have, mm-hmm. it's, it's almost that people assume that we are equipped to just, <laughs> <laughs> you know, take on the world and, and do the things that we need to do. And so, why it comes to specifically young girls because we always well I know specifically here in North Carolina I've always seen programs for boys they would go to camps and all the you know right. all these different little right. things but when it came to women like my mom really had to do some digging and some searching to even find some programs that I could be a part of you know that talks about Absolutely. young women empowerment why is that why do you believe that we're kind of you know, just push to the side a little bit. And there's not much light shed on the emphasis of, you know, the development um, of young women. I think that that's just the way things work in this country. Yeah. We are yeah. still, you know what I mean? Historically, let's just be real. Right. And I think, right. <laughs> I think that society m- mistakes being smart with being mm-hmm. equipped or being right. strong with being equipped. So like you were right. just saying, you know, b- being equipped to get out there and, and deal with the things that life is destined to bring us, especially as women, there's so many things as young women and as, as, uh, as adolescent girls that we're known for being smart and strong and driven and all of these things, but it is absolutely, all of that stuff is thrown out the window when it comes mm-hmm. to being equipped for a lot of the ish, the other issues that come, a lot of the yeah. emotional stuff, physical stuff, um, you know, the abuse that can happen, right. being denigrated at your job, starting at a young age, sexually harassed at your job. So, so definitely not equipped. I can <laughs> speak for myself. I certainly was not equipped. And right. so there was, no way for me to go into work with adolescent girls and young adults and and assume that because they're brilliant because i I mm-hmm. work with a lot of girls that are incredibly right. brilliant and 
but still they were there for a reason. They were in rehab mm-hmm. for a reason. And right. that didn't mean that they weren't intelligent. It, they could still be damaged. And so right. very different for, for boys because there's a lot of emphasis on boys being kind of the leaders of this country and, you know, mm-hmm. the, all president and always the captain of this and the captain of that and and they also and you know they have their own sets of problems with all of always being uh always the assumption that they're going to be able to handle stuff and always the assumption that they shouldn't be emotional or they shouldn't cry or they're always going to be strong that's not true then any more than it's true for girls that they can just handle everything um, and we can. So women are mm-hmm. strong, very strong, very powerful, but need to be able to have have appropriate mechanisms and appropriate tools that are healthy, that will get us to where we want to go with the least amount of drama. Absolutely. 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 Do you think that... Yeah. Um, especially primarily um, focusing on young ladies, and, and initially, which led to the creation of your book. Um, mm-hmm. How do you feel that we are dealing with some of the issues that our young women are facing today? Because, as we can see, especially with the social media, um, social media has yeah. put out some new quote-unquote demons, if you will, um, that, <laughs> yep. you know, yes. that our young girls and even, you know, older women, you know, have to yeah. deal with because it makes you look at yourself and you comparing yourself to this person and this body type, yes. this skin tone, yes. all these hair textures, that's another big one, yes. um, you know, all of these things. So do you feel like... um what avenues, I guess the question is, what avenues should we be taking to positively sow things into our young ladies versus what they might be getting via social media? It's, that's a huge battle. That is a yeah. huge battle because here's the thing. The main avenue, the main avenue is a reality check. You know, that's the main avenue because, you know, I shudder to think of what mm-hmm. would be out there in cyberspace if social yeah. media had existed when I was oh, a teenager. Man. Oh, Thank man. God it didn't. <laughs> Thank God it didn't because the way I was set up as a teenager, yeah. like, yeah. You, the, <laughs> and, you know, what yeah. I have seen, you know, I have seen teenage girls that I know, you know, um, flashing their breasts on Instagram Mm -hmm. and, you know, Mm -hmm. all kinds of things or holding um, marijuana or, you know, Mm -hmm. joints, all of these things. And I'm thinking to myself, really, does does your future employer need to see this? You know, it's just (laughs) because what, and I tell my girls that I work with all the time, I tell my godchildren, I tell um, young ladies that I work with, the internet is forever, like, yeah. do not think that, you, and even Snapchat, that whole thing about Snapchat only mm-hmm. being, you know, it only lasts seven seconds or whatever. There's, there's nothing that's <laughs> going to stop somebody from screenshotting your naked breast right. or whatever you're putting right. on Snapchat. Exactly. And so, yeah, and so there's. 
so, so much of a reality check that needs to go on. And part of it's challenging, though, because a lot of kids are also getting necessary support from social media, which Mm -hmm. is, you know, a little bit scary, but they're finding their tribes, they're finding their um, people that they have a lot of things in common with, or Mm -hmm. if they are um, having gender issues, they're finding those, you know, other people like that, so that they don't Mm -hmm. feel so alone. And so there are positive (laughs) aspects to social media, don't get me wrong, I love social media, you can follow me on Instagram at Sacred Girl Book. <laughs> um, I love social media, but I'm also a grown woman, you know. Right. And so, but here's the funny thing is that I follow um, a lot of fitness women and, you know, mm-hmm. and yoga women because I'm a yoga teacher. And I, you know, there's, even though I'm an adult, Sometimes I'm mm-hmm. like, I look at somebody else's beautiful figure and I'm like, oh, right. you know, body, mm-hmm. body goals, you know. Yeah, and, yeah um, absolutely. All right, folks, I think our... Um, Color phone line drop. However, um, you guys, uh, if you're just tuning in, we are on with Kenya Aisa, you guys, and we are um, getting ready to discuss her book, Sacred Girl, Spiritual Life Skills for Conscious Younger Women. And so uh, we've been talking about um, the effects, uh, the effects of how social media definitely plays a role um in the influence um of our young ladies. Uh Kenya, you there? I got you. Yes, I'm here. I am okay. so sorry, my phone is okay. crazy on me. <laughs> um, so what I was just saying is that mm-hmm. even though I'm an adult, I can fall into that trap a little bit. Absolutely. <laughs> um Absolutely. and and but I also have the wherewithal and the mm-hmm. mindset to say, you know, I'm gonna follow people who make me feel lifted. You know, I'm going to mm-hmm. follow people who make, who, who I feel like are positive for me. And a right. lot of young girls aren't really able to do that yet. And, right. um, and so that's where I think they need that kind of guidance. And they also need the kind of guidance that say, everything on social media is not as it seems. Mm-hmm. You are looking at somebody, Photoshop is just crazy. You know, some of the stuff that you see that are, you know, that where it is just photoshopped yeah. to uh, to a whole new level. I, a photographer took right. a picture of me one time for a magazine that I was writing for. And by the time the picture came back, I showed it to my husband and he said, who is that? And, you know, I'm like, I know, I kind of look like Beyonce, which is awesome, but I don't look anything like her at all. Right. Oh, and so what they, you know, so the, so the images and the messages out there are really that you are not enough unless you are following people who are there to lift you. And it's 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 just really hard. It's really dangerous for them to be on the internet and be on social media with like n- without 
those positive messages coming from someone. And I, so I really think right. that's all of our job, you know, to, right. to, tell, to, to tell these girls and to tell the people that we know and nieces and nephews and all of that other stuff. It's important for you to know the difference between reality and fantasy. And what you're seeing a lot on social media is just fantasy. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and the thing about it, you know, social media, um, I think sometimes also has a way of uh, addressing or, or even bringing out insecurities that we might not have even been aware that we had. <laughs> you know, it's like Absolutely. those things that you might not have thought were an issue, like, oh, my gosh, look at her thighs, you know. And, and now sure. it's the, you know, the space between the thigh ratio. Oh, and yeah. people the are thigh gap. For, <laughs> yeah, the thigh gap. And so, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like, oh, my gosh. Or, you know, and so you're looking at all these different type of things and so you're you're internalizing that and and like you said it's always great to follow people who uplift you because it's not reflected on the outer it's reflected on right. the inner you know your uh, personal growth <clears throat> all of those factors and so I think we as adults um, you know we even struggle with that um, greatly as well and so of course um, tonight I want to uh, get into this awesome book uh, Sacred Girl, uh, Spiritual Life Skills for Conscious uh, Young Women. I have to ask you, uh, what yes. made you put conscious, <laughs> conscious young women? <laughs> you know, that came a little bit later. It didn't start off as conscious. Yes. When I mm-hmm. first wrote the book, I it, it there I had another title and then you know maybe a couple of years ago when I was really saying to myself you know what this is going to be my path I'm just going to go ahead and commit to publishing and talking about this book and doing this work I thought right. to myself who are the girls that I'm working with who what what are what are the things that they want out mm-hmm. of life what is it that they want from themselves, from the people around them, from their right. relationships, what kind of love and support and and all of that stuff, you know, even from their ro- romantic relationships. And while I was having a lot of these conversations and even reaching out to the original group of young women who are like mm-hmm. in their mid to late 30s now at this point, okay. I... I, you know, I, I wanted to kind of explore that. And what I found was I found an element of what I consider to be consciousness. Um, mm-hmm. They are, you know, as we say, often woke, you know, about many mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. not just, uh, you know, they're about social justice issues, about the Me Too movement, about the wage gap, you know, all of these things that affect women today, but they're also affecting very young women, very young girls, mm-hmm. all of the things mm-hmm. that you see on on the news and the internet and, and everything about young girls really kind of stepping up, stepping into who they are and stepping into their own power, whereas mm-hmm. you say, you know, if you think back to like my mom's day and time or her mom's day and time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that they just weren't doing that when they were young, 
you know, when my mom came up, it was an, an adult, a young adult in the 60s, you know, right. there was all this kind of stuff going on in the 60s when, when it comes to Absolutely. civil rights and everything like that. And and she was involved in that. But, you know, I feel like even that was kind of a man-led, you mm-hmm. know, journey. It Definitely. wasn't a female-led journey for her and for a lot of other women. And it also wasn't centered on, like, women's empowerment. And so, and so I just think it's a new day these days. And I think that women mm-hmm. and young girls are less fearful than they used to be. Mm-hmm. Right. And and they're taking a lot of chances <laughs> that women didn't used to take, and and that's not to say anything, uh, you know, uh, not give credit where credit is due with right. the uh, the women's movement of the '60s, right? Because mm-hmm. obviously, without that movement, um, where would we be today? <laughs> you know, right, right, right. It's a, it's a different thing because they did a lot of fighting for for uh, women in the workplace and, and all kinds of things and, and equal pay and, and equal rights for women. And I think that these days there are some of the same issues, but then there are a lot of other issues like safety in the workplace mm-hmm. and not being, right. not having people put their hands on you and, and right. things like that. And so, so to answer your question, you know, really about the consciousness is that there are a lot of things for them to be aware of and a lot of things for them to be awake and alert about. And, and so that's really where that, where that title came from because mm-hmm. it's happening. That's what's happening around us, you know, that with or without my <laughs> input, it's happening. And so my way of putting that was really just to acknowledge that that's what's going on. Absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> Do you feel that um, when we look at, at the things that our young women um, have to be prepared for, I think for even myself, 10, 15, 20 years ago, even, I wouldn't have ever thought that we would have to prepare not only ourselves, but our children um, and and young ladies in general for the things that we have to face that are are taking place now, currently. Um, And one of those things you you spoke about was dealing with, you know, the unwanted harassment, of course, Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, takes place. And one of the things that made me think about that is, even when I was a young girl, I think when I turned 13, I was one of those girls who, when they matured, they really matured. You know, I <laughs> I got mm-hmm. the boobs, right, sure. The, you know, and so the boobs and and the body frame. And I remember mm-hmm. us going out to some social event, and there were there was a young uh, older man. Uh, for sure, mm-hmm. an older boy at the time or whatever, and he was looking at me in some type of way. And I remember my mom saying, "Do you know how old she is?" You know, and and addressing right. him in such a way. And at that time, I'm like, you know, I'm oblivious to what's going on. But now, I see why. Right. You know, because Absolutely. you have. You know this huge population of of men and unfortunately women as well who prey on you know some of these young girls out here and you have to yeah. you know have that that 
that conversation in place on how to protect yourself. And, you know, even more, we're seeing more girls talk about um, being taken advantage of, whether that's being raped, molested by friend, neighborhood associate, you know, mm-hmm. all these different factors that take place. And I think at one point in time, a lot of young girls felt I shouldn't say anything because I'm not supposed to say anything. I should keep right. it to myself, you know, because it right. wasn't the thing to do or or somebody said that's what you're supposed to do. And so now we have to teach our young girls and women as well almost to have a voice again and know that, you know, actions that are done against you that are wrong things can be done about it. You just have to speak up about it. Um, right. How do we, how do you That's believe? Challenging. How do you be- yeah. Yeah. And how do you believe we, we, we go with that? Because, and I know that is a question for a lot of parents about having those kind of hard conversations with their, their daughters, especially how do they go about, yeah. you know, starting that process of having those type of conversations? That is a great question, and I I'm, I was very much like you. You know, I developed kind of early, yeah. and yeah. and then also when I remember when I first experienced sexual harassment in the workplace when I was about twenty one. I it was an older man that was probably in in his forties, I think, maybe, you know, mid forties, maybe, mm-hmm. and much bigger than I was. And so there was, the problem was, number one, I had not been, I had not been prepared for anything like that. I'd never had that conversation with my mother. I had never had a conversation like that, either with my mother or my father. And also, there is the, the long-term prevailing, you know, issue of women and girls not making waves and not mm-hmm. rocking the boat. And we always want to be liked and we don't want to cause any problems. And, you know, I think most of us are kind of raised like that and to be ladylike and all of these. So then you're in a position, I, I certainly was, where I didn't want to get in trouble at work. I didn't want to be that person that couldn't take a joke because that's how it is often you know, disguised, right, as what, I'm just kidding, you know, that type of thing. And then, you know, if you're young enough, you start to doubt yourself, you know, you start to say to yourself, well, is it just me? You know, is it, am I just acting stupid? Isn't this just something that I should just laugh off? And the, I think what the good thing about what's happening you know, within the past couple of years is that, you know, young women are, and older women, women of all ages, <laughs> are right. saying absolutely not. They're putting a stop to it right away. Mm-hmm. They're, they're telling people right away. They're not taking the shame upon themselves because right. the shame is not for them. It's not, right. they haven't done anything wrong. They're just at work or at school or wherever they are just trying to get their job done and trying to do what they're there to do. Um, And it is not their fault. It doesn't matter how developed you are, how big your boobs are, how big your body is. It does not matter. Nobody can put their hands on you without your direct invitation. And 
particularly inappropriate in the workplace, which has actually been happening forever, you know. Right, right, right. um, And so I think that the way that we can prepare our girls is to have those conversations very early on and to not shy away from those conversations because the likelihood is it's going to happen. You know, the likelihood is it is going to happen. And so then you do not want a fully unequipped young woman that is intimidated because of somebody else's size or somebody Mm -hmm. else's position, wherever they are, teachers, all of it happens, you know, teachers in college, you know, these things really are happening. And so you need, we all as a society, and especially as women need to prepare the girls that we know to say, there is a likelihood, it doesn't matter what you look like. Mm -hmm. There's a likelihood Mm -hmm. that this can happen to you, that somebody's going to try to play it off like it's a joke and make you feel like, well, you just don't have any sense of humor or you're uptight or Mm -hmm. whatever and try to put all of the blame on you when, in fact, it has nothing to do with you. And what what they're doing is not about you. It's about them and their need to feel, you know, powerful or in control or their need to feel, you know, intimidating or worse, their need to literally put their hands on you or literally molest you or or worse. And so, um, and so, you know, safety for me is a big issue. And so Mm -hmm. if you're in a position where somebody really is scaring you, then the best thing to do is to make sure that you are in a safe environment or you're surrounded by people who will keep you safe and make sure that you tell, you know, make sure that you tell because your job, your school, your institutions, they are all supposed to be bound by law to protect you. And if they don't protect you, then that is on them and they're in the wrong. But your job is to protect yourself come hell or high water. Absolutely. Absolutely. And one of the things I also read is that um, during your time in the um, residential drug rehabilitation center, you talked about building, um, you created a a spirituality group um, for Mm -hmm. girls um, who had developed PTSD. And, mm-hmm. you know, it is out, it is mind-boggling how many young girls have PTSD nowadays. I, you right. know, just, just, I mean, oh, man, just, just talking to some young girls. And I guess over in the past year when I, I really realized, and I had no idea um, how many girls um, suffer from that. And so what was your mm-hmm. experience dealing with girls with PTSD because oftentimes their families are not even aware that they have PTSD. Like some people believe, you know, they're yeah. acting this way because, you know, they're trying to be grown. You know, that's how we like, they're trying to be grown okay. and, and, and do what they want to do. And they're at, you know, all these different behaviors are because of something, but um, most people don't ever think about um, PTSD. And so in your experience, how did, you know, PTSD affect a lot of these young ladies? Well, you know, the the interesting thing, I mean, I was very lucky in that the the facility that I was working at, they had they were getting a lot of really excellent care. They had been 
diagnosed with that by professionals. And mm-hmm. so it wasn't just a guessing game that right. they were there because they were there because of uh, substance abuse and for the most part, but there were a lot of underlying factors. There was a lot of family disruption, uh, life in the foster care system, a lot of gang uh, violence and gang affiliation, mm-hmm. uh, being abandoned by your families. There was a lot of stuff going on, a lot of sexual abuse as wow. well. And so yeah. so when I, when I got there, that kind of initial assessment had already been done, so I didn't have to do that part. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then my job was that, you know, so now here I am, a young newbie, what do I do, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I realized pretty quickly that some of the traditional things that I had learned in school and all of these things, and even in some of my previous work, was not working with this population. And so I was, I realized that pretty quickly. I was like, I am at a loss here. You know, the the traditional things that I learned in school are not working. And I did not learn really about um, connecting people or helping connect people to a spiritual path could be so, so important and so crucial. I had not been previously taught that. And so my boss at the time said, you know, we started discussing this whole concept of maybe having a spiritual component to the treatment plan that we were doing with, with our, our girls because they were really tough. They were a tough bunch, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, um, and, and so, you know, I started talking to people. I started doing a lot of research, um, reading every book I could possibly get my hands on, on spirituality and women's spirituality and healing and, and, and things like that and uh, connecting to the earth and, and all of these things. And so what happened was I just kind of created as I, as I went along you know, some things worked, some things didn't work. And right. as I was working with them, I realized that helping them connect to their bodies was really crucial because a lot of times if you've been uh, molested or raped or, or anything like that or beaten um, or anything, it can really affect your connection, your mind-body connection, because you don't necessarily think of your body as your friend. You think of your body as the enemy, Sometimes, And here you are walking around and, you know, you can hate yourself because of that. And then you end up treating yourself worse or you end up getting involved in sexual relationships that you're not ready for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so there was really a lot of work with, with connecting with your body, doing yoga. I'm a yoga teacher now. At the time, I had no idea what I was doing. Those poor girls, I'm so happy I didn't injure anybody. Um, but I did get, you know, yoga DVDs, and I kind of did a lot of body work with them just to kind of reconnect them um, right. to their bodies and make them see that their bodies were something to love and to care for. And mm-hmm. just because you've been through something, your body is not your enemy 
you know, your right. body can actually be your friend and be there to protect you. And so we did a lot of stuff with music. We did a, you know, we did a lot of groups. Um, I mean, really writing exercises, a lot of the stuff that I talk about in the book. And, um, and yeah, I was happy to, to find many, many years later. And here we are 20 years later that that stuff actually worked. <laughs> <laughs> From what they tell me nowadays, these grown women with children and families, you know. Oh my goodness! Oh man! And, and so for you, um, how do you believe we go about um, raising? Um, and I know one of the things you talk about is raising girls um, to to be spiritually strong um, and confident. You know, when when the world doesn't always provide that, and sometimes. I guess it's harder, especially if girls, you know, don't always or have the opportunity to see that in their own homes or in their own surroundings. Um, So it's really hard for some girls to, well, what does that look like? You know, I don't know (laughs) what that looks like because I haven't been exposed to that. Um, And so how do we go about, you know, building that strong and confident um, person with inside of our girls who may or may not be surrounded by um, those type of support systems. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely something that is challenging because a lot of girls' children are raised either in religious households, which is one thing, not the same thing as spirituality for some people. For some people, it is the same. But for a lot of people, it is not. And so Mm -hmm. talking about spirituality from a perspective of being within yourself and being something that you are in control of. You know, I was raised Catholic, and so I was raised with a lot of, you know, it's all outside of yourself. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it can happen if God wants it to happen. Right. Um, you know, it, it, you know, ask God, you know, and, and all these other things, which is mm-hmm. fine. That's great. You know, <laughs> I'm still Catholic, you know, <laughs> but, right. but spirituality is entirely different in that, um, or at least for a lot of people it is, and for me it is as well, in that it's really, you know, as I said in the beginning of the book, the spirit comes from the Latin word um, spirare, which it means to, to breathe. And so really it means whatever makes your particular spirit, spirit breathe, not what makes your mama's spirit breathe, your grandmama's <laughs> spirit breathe, none of that. It's really about what you are passionate about, what moves mm-hmm. you, you know, what makes you feel connected to this planet, to the earth, to mother earth, to your body, you know, and whatever makes you, for some people, and I say this also in my book, for me, it's like bodies of water or the ocean. You know, Mm -hmm. if I am sitting, looking at the ocean or looking at water, I feel connected to my higher power. I feel more connected to myself. You know, it's very, for me, that, that part of me is very, very clear. And so we all have the power to look inside of ourselves and not be afraid to know ourselves for whatever fears we may have or whatever shame that we may have. Um, It's important to put those things aside uh, 
so that you can get to know yourself on a deeper level. And then, you know, because really it's, it's in you. It's all about what's in you. And, and, and so that's really what kind of the work is, what kind of the journey is in this work that I'm doing because, um, you know, I feel like it's important and it's not, it should not be scary to explore your inner self. That shouldn't mm-hmm. be scary. Sometimes it is um, for, right. for whatever the reasons may be, um, and those reasons are very valid. Um, but coming back to yourself is really, really important. Finding a way to come back to yourself and having people around you that support that and don't scare you away from that. And I think for, that's big for women because women are, we're, we're very often told not to be ourselves. Yes. You know, you know, Absolutely. very often, very often, Absolutely. even in other romantic relationships, I need mm-hmm. you to be like this. I'm going to mm-hmm. be over here doing what I want to do, but I'm still going to take the time to tell you to also be what I want you to be. Right. You know, right. and that is, you know, that is just pervasive. You know, that's just a mess. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and so it's a, it's a battle and it, it shouldn't be, but it is. And so, Absolutely. yeah. And so that's kind of, that's a big part of my work too, which is not popular. It really well, isn't popular. <laughs> and, and I wish I it was. Even getting, you I know, even getting on yeah. my husband's nerves. He is probably <laughs> like, what is happening? around here lord you know but you know that it's just that that's my path that's my journey Mm -hmm. that really Mm -hmm. is the journey for a lot of women who are just like you know what I just kind of want to be who I am and that if that's a problem for other people that is unfortunate for those people and and it's and it's one of those things like for me in particular and it's, it's Kind of interesting. I just had this conversation with someone last night about mm. me rediscovering who I mm. am mm. Um, because I felt like for so many years um, I played the character that everybody else wanted me to be. You mm-hmm. know, um, I really do. I felt like because, you know, people <clears throat> and, and people don't realize the effect and the power, and we kind of brush it off, but the power of words plays a huge factor in our lives mm-hmm. and what people say to us. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you grow up and you have somebody, well, uh, because I'm a person, I like to laugh, I like to joke, and you hear, well, men don't like silly women, you know, men, <laughs> men, men don't, you know, and it's like, well, gee, I can't be funny, I can't have personality, you know, right. or, you know, you're told to carry yourself in a certain way. So you, you, mm-hmm. you, you develop these type of, you know, <laughs> self-conscious things about mm-hmm. yourself um you know mm-hmm. I, I grew up in a town a, a time where you know nobody want you know if you had on the strapless dress nobody wanted you to show your arms you got to put on the sweater you know <laughs> and, and all these type of stuff and I'm thinking like man why is that these other women gorgeous women can show their arms and shoulders and I'm burning up because I have to put on a sweater <laughs> to cover up my you know <laughs> so right, and right. so yeah, and just living up to others' expectations. And I think the day that I found out that you don't have to be anybody else, but who, 
you know, you were created to be. You know, and mm-hmm. that is the best, that was the best moment for me. And I'm still growing into that because it wasn't that long ago that I really, right. just like really, really, truly rediscovered myself. And it is the best feeling ever. And it's scary because you're not used to that. You're used to, you know, sure. being this other person and carrying this other stuff. So when you drop, you know, that dead weight off into the sea, so to speak, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Absolutely. It's like you're, you know, this newborn baby all over again. And so I do. I wish more. Yeah. I'm, I wish, I'm like you. I wish more people would get on board with that and just saying, hey, it's just cool being me. <laughs> it's cool being well, and who I know, am and, and the things that come yeah. along with that, you know. Yeah. And Well, and that's exactly you are really putting, you know, putting the nail on the head or whatever that phrase is, (laughs) hitting the nail on the head. Um, Because really that was the whole purpose behind writing this book. Because what I, what was frustrating to me is exactly what you just described. Here you are an adult and you are still grappling with some of that stuff, you know, and, and a lot of it is like, body shame and all kinds of stuff. And, and what I was uh, working with, with the girls I was working with and, the, you know, continuing to work with as, as the years went on, even past that original group of girls is what can I help young girls and adolescent girls and even children do so that it doesn't take them all the way to adulthood mm-hmm. to, yes, to be yes. okay with who <laughs> they are. Why is it that, you know, you, you hear all kinds of women, I am no different. I'm one of these women. You know, you hear all kinds of women get to a certain age, and they're like, woohoo, I am myself, honey. And, <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, who was I 20 years ago? <laughs> you know, who was that? Right. You know, and right. because because we are given all these messages that like That's who right. we are isn't good enough, who we That's are right. isn't right. You know, That's we've right. got all this body right. shame stuff, and you know, yes. your arms are too big, or your thighs yeah. are too big, or your yeah. whatever. You know, and yes. it's all just malarkey, and mm-hmm. it is so spiritually damaging. It is. It is it so is. damaging. It is a. It truly it is. is absolutely awful, and it you is. know it's, it's so interesting because um, on my birthday this year, it, it was the week before my birthday. I, I did a Facebook post, and it was mm-hmm. very spontaneous. And I had just gone into the bathroom. I, I, I think you've seen my picture. I've got giant hair, and it was all over the place. And uh-huh, I didn't uh-huh. have any makeup on and everything like that. And I just, like, looked out the window looking for my dog, looked out the bathroom window. And I was like, I'm going to take a selfie. Like, no makeup and everything, right? Took a <laughs> selfie, posted it. And I said, you know what? My birthday's in a week. And one of the things I'm set intentions that I'm setting for myself this year are the yeah. following. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to let, let my hair do what my hair needs to do. I've had natural hair for a lot of years, um, for like nine years, and I'm just going to keep on just, you know, letting it do its thing. I'm going Absolutely. to sometimes not wear makeup, and I'm a makeup artist, so that's like a heavy gasp, like, what? <laughs> no makeup? <laughs> and, you know, and I said, and I am never wearing Spanx again for as long as I live. 
I said, I'm going to let them roll fly, honey. I don't care what is going on. And, you know, and the thing is, you know, I'm a strong girl. I'm a yoga teacher. I love my body and all this stuff. But I was like, last time I went out to dinner one time in Vegas, and I said, I am not wearing, I took those things off in the bathroom and left them in the garbage. Girl. Why am I suffering? That's right. Why am I, what, I have not been a bad girl. Listen. I should not oh be suffering God. like this. Oh, my God. It's so crazy how we have similar <laughs> Because I know, I, and I kept asking folks, like, for the longest time, and and, and, and I grew up, like, in church where we had to wear slips under our dresses right right? yes so here I am like in college getting ready for church or and girls like what do you got on (laughs) like what -hmm. are you you wearing and then it developed Mm -hmm. as I got older into womanhood and I'm like okay so but then came the girls and like you said the Spanx so right Went out and bought the spanks, and so my mom's like, "Yeah, you know, keep, you know, keep that. It'll keep the stomach flat. Everything's smooth, you know." Just right, so right. I told my mom, I said, "Mama, I am not <laughs> one of these anymore." I said, "These are the most uncomfortable things." I said, "You can't eat. You barely want to swallow right. water when you have them on because you just right. can't function like that, you know." Yes. And I'm like, "Why yes. am I torturing myself?" Sunday after right. Sunday, um, I got myself, you know, sucked up, pulled up together, ready right. to go, you know, right. and I'm the most uncomfortable one probably in church <laughs> because I got on right. this bank, I got on these, you know, expensive girdle I just spent all this money on and right. I just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my it's thought like, no is more. if I'm going to church, Jesus wants me to be comfortable. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he suffer for me so that I don't have to suffer. <laughs> That's a good one. That is a good one. You know, I just, I can't do it anymore. Yes, <laughs> I absolutely. figure whatever I cannot achieve, whatever I cannot achieve yes. through a healthy diet and exercise must not be meant oh. for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And it's those things, maybe like I you said. Bigger, to... Maybe I just need a bigger dress. <laughs> But that's why it goes back to what you said about addressing those things when you're younger so that when you get older, you don't have to go through this like (laughs) re-liberation movement of of getting rid of things. So I am. I'm in totally agreement with you. I think that it's definitely something. It should be even a course, maybe a course in school, course in college on you know, these things that need to be talked about and discussed so that you can address it, you know, early on. So, right. <laughs> it's really important, really important. Yeah, absolutely. And so with this book, Sacred Girl, what what are your hopes? When, when people go and they purchase this book for themselves or their daughters, granddaughters, whatever, what do you want people to be able to take away when they read this book? I want people to be able to share it with, you know, young women. I've had a lot of older women tell me that it resonated with them um, because, like we were just talking about, a lot of women get to a certain age and, and then we're looking back at these things, you know. So I want people to share it, to share those messages, 
particularly with young girls. Um, I want to be able to um, continue to speak to people. I'm happy to do more speaking engagements and things like that because I just think that sharing the message is really, really important, that women's empowerment doesn't have to be just for women. It can be for girls. You know, it's not something that has to wait till you're grown. You know, you can be empowered young, and there are ways to get there, and they just need the guidance. And I think that uh, – and the other message is is that your spiritual path is in your hands. It is up to you, and um, you as the individual. And I think that's extremely, extremely important, and that's really um, – uh, I think it's important – not only because we're raising young girls, but these girls are going to be raising young girls and they're going to be caring for aging parents and they're going to be raising up children. And I think it's just something that we need for them to take care of themselves and to have those tools so that they can then share those tools with the next generation. Absolutely. 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 And um, I I have to say, I, I definitely love um, the mission that you're on, um, because I no, believe it is needed. It, it really is. I, I believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe mm-hmm. it for myself and, and just being around so many young ladies, I know that there is a need for this. And I know that mm-hmm. um, young girls need to hear these, you know, these these stories of inspiration and encouragement and just be encouraged all around because it's difficult. It's difficult being just a human being (laughs) in today's time. You know, it's just, it's just difficult uh, because you have all these different odds that, that come against you, but it's, you know, all in how we choose to deal and and handle with those situations. And so um, at the end of the day, what is, the one thing um, that you would want to stress most importantly to young women out here who may be listening to the show or the replay later on? The main thing is that you are much more powerful than you know. We get that later. We get that when we're adults, but we already have it even when we're really young. We just Mm -hmm. don't know how to tap into that and because of the messages that were given in our society and even from our families, you know, bless our families, but those messages are not of female empowerment. Those are not the messages that we're getting for the most part. And so, um, so yeah, the main message is that you are in charge of your own path. You're in charge of your own life and you are much more powerful than you know. And that can be very scary for the people around you. And so you're not going to always get a lot of support about your, you know, as you, as you seek your own power and as you come into your own power, it's not going to make you necessarily popular because people don't necessarily like strong women. Mm -hmm. Or anything that's out of the norm, you know, just, just anything, you know, um, that out of the norm, we always identify anything that what we consider, uh, or what we've known as not the norm is considered weird. You know, well, why is she right. acting that way? Why, you know, uh, you know, and, and that's yep. the thing we hear all the time when women, um, you know, rediscover themselves. Oh, she thinks she's brand new now. She thinks she's she's right. better. She, you know, like, right, <laughs> right. And you know, instead, so, you know, what yeah. we will do a lot is what we'll do a lot is, oh no, no, you know, I'm just trying something new. And right. what we can say is, yes, I am better. 
That's yes, right. I am. Yeah. I'm it, it's uh, good for you that you noticed, but yes, I am. It's all good. <laughs> I'm good over here. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so for the folks of Kenya who want to be able to go out here, purchase, um, I'm gonna have to get me a, a autograph copy. Um I'm I'm definitely <laughs> I'm uh, gonna have to read this one um, because yeah. I, be, you know, it's just an amazing book, and I think that it's, it's definitely, um, prov- you know, things within it that can definitely relate. And I'm all about reading things that can feed me and that I can apply mm-hmm. and reapply time and time again. Mm-hmm. And Mm -hmm. so I think that's the great thing about it. And so for the folks out here who want to purchase your book, tell them where they can go to purchase your book. They can just go to Amazon. Um, It's available on like barnesandnoble.com and stuff like that too. Um, But most people are just going to Amazon. And um, I kind of like that because then I can get reviews and stuff like that. I love that. And so it's uh, just go to Amazon and search uh, Sacred Girl Kenya Asa. And my last name is A.I., S like Sam, S like Sam, A, and it's Kenya like the country, K-E-N-Y-A. So if you just search Sacred Girl Kenya Asa, um, or, or probably if you search Sacred Girl, you're probably just going to find it. And, um, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, that would be that would be awesome. I, I want everybody to get it, share it, talk about it. You know, girls deserve to be Absolutely. talked about and prioritized. So, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so for the folks who want to be able to connect with you um, as far as social media, um, tell them how Mm -hmm. they go about doing that. Oh, my goodness. Please follow me at Sacred Girl Book um, on on Instagram. And I'm also on Instagram as Ruby Envy. Um, You're going to get more book stuff on Sacred Girl Book. And then Ruby Envy is a lot of... um, you know, my life and recipes and yoga. <laughs> I love um, it. <laughs> and then on I'm on Facebook also as Ruby Envy. I'm on Twitter as Ruby Envy, um, which, uh, you know, just so people know, is like my, my freelance makeup artist um, uh, business. And my website is rubyenvywellness.com, Ruby Envy Wellness. So I know I just gave you a lot of information, but. If you find me at Sacred Girl no. Book on Instagram, that's easy. Yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, Kenya, thank you so much for coming on here um, and sharing with me. I, I kind of felt like we were just hanging on the porch, having a, a good time <laughs> and, and, and all that. And so it was really great having you on the show. I definitely would love to have you come back on again um, soon because we can thank touch on you. many topics um, underneath this umbrella. And so it is definitely much needed. But I thank you for thank out you. being out I here. I would love being, that. Anytime. I would love that. Absolutely. And I, I thank you for being um, a resource for our young girls out here um, and for their empowerment, for their growth, because that's what we need. And so um, definitely just want to thank you so much for coming on here. I hope you'll come back and visit again soon. I would love it. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed <laughs> it. And anytime. Absolutely. And uh, I hope you have a great rest of your day and I'll be talking with you again soon. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. 
All right, you guys. That was Kenya Aisa, you guys. Definitely go and check her out. On Instagram, you can head over to Amazon right now to purchase Sacred Girl Spiritual Life Skills for Conscious Young Women. You are going to love it. Make sure once you read it, leave her a review. All of our authors love for you guys to leave them a review. Give them some feedback. Um, I don't think you'll be disappointed. It is an awesome book, you guys. And so um, coming up tomorrow, guys, uh, we have another special guest joining us uh for the show we got tanya barbie uh she's going to be joining us tomorrow and she's going to be talking about her book entitled i am still a rose and so she deals with um witnessing domestic violence as a child um going through um strenuous relationships um as well as um self-esteem all of those issues that she faced growing up. And so she's going to be joining us tomorrow um, at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on the beautiful Butterfly Show. So make sure you guys come and hang with us again tomorrow. And so um, with that said, you guys, we're going to get ready to get out of here. We're going to play a tribute um, to our lovely and our awesome, beautiful um, Aretha Franklin, who passed uh, several days ago. And, uh, man, one of our major staples um, when it comes to music and just being free um, to feel like a woman and all those great things. And so this happens to be one of my favorite songs by her. And so with that said, folks, we're going to get ready to get out of here. I am Bianca Fly. You guys have a great evening. I'll be talking with you again tomorrow, same time, same place, right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Listen, dear, I realize that you've been hurt. Hi. Because I've been there. But regardless to who, what, why, when, and where, we're all precious in his sight. And a rose is still and always will be a rose. Yeah, 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 yeah.